Blog Talk Radio. Hi, Linda. We're on the air. Okay. Um, you're uh, welcome to focus on Albany. This is. Can you pronounce your last name, Linda? Uh, Katita. Uh, this is Linda Katita, and Linda was a neighbor of Keith Ranieri in Clifton Park. <clears throat> And she's here to talk about, you know, his sentencing and what it was like to live next to, uh, uh, next to him. So, Linda, uh, are you relieved that, as of right now, um, Keith has been sentenced? Yes, very much relieved. Yep. So, what of the... Uh, what have, you, have you talked to your neighbors? How are they feeling about it? They're all feeling just like me. They're glad it's over, uh, you know, and we all can feel safe again, you know, like walking our dogs and, you know, at night and, you know, have that sense of, um, you know, security again. So we do, we are very happy, yes. So are there any Nexium people still in your development, do you think? I don't think so because I've talked to people and they think there's no one, you know, still living here. That's what I was told. So you have a, you had a brief, excuse me, you had a brief encounter with, uh, with Keith before he went to Mexico. Um, describe to everybody what that was like. Well, it was, um, it was two years ago in March. Uh, and I was out shoveling, um, and it was in, you know, late March, so it was like about 6 or 7, and it was almost starting to get dark out, you know, still a little light, and then he was walking by, and he offered to shovel for me. And I said, oh, okay, help me out, you know, because I had a lot of shoveling to do, uh, you know, because my dog didn't like the snow. Uh, so he was shoveling, and I thanked him. You know, he gave me the shovel back. I thanked him. And he said, you know, he got talking to me. And I really have, didn't talk to him much during the years because, you know, every time he was out, he was always with women. You know, he was never really alone. And he said to me, you know, I don't like the idea that, you know, you walk in her at nighttime here. And I said, why? You know, and I said, I, you know, had her like almost a year now and I've been doing it. He says, no, it, it's not safe here. It's not safe here. And I looked at him and I said, well, we never had any encounters or anything. And he says, well, he says, a lot of weirdos around. And I looked at him, and I said, oh, I said, really? He says, you know, um, I just don't think it's safe um, for you doing that. He says, um, and if you need me, you know, and this kind of gives me the chill to this day, he says, I, um, I will protect you. I said, from, from what? You know, I just kept, you know, questioning him why he was being so, so you know, protective. And he did say a couple times he wanted to protect me, wanted to protect me. And I remember during the trial, he used that a lot with women, protection, you know, protecting women. And he says, you know where I live. He says, just knock at my door, he says, and, um, you know, I, I will help you. So I, I just, again, thought it was very strange that he's saying this to me. And, um, you know, he kept talking, very, you know, very nice guy. I mean, like I said, you know, we knew things were going on, but we didn't know the extent of what was going on. And I never at this point would have had him do this if I knew all this was going on with this man, you know. Uh, and, he, and he did tell me he worked for the Navajo Indians. And I don't understand, you know, I never told him where I worked and why he brought that in this conversation, I'll never know. I just think it's a mystery to everybody at this point, you know. And he just kept talking and very nice man. 
And, um, and then I saw him after that. And then two weeks after that, he disappeared. And that's what I was told he went to Mexico. So how how long was he uh, in Mexico when he was arrested? Now, from what I'm hearing, you know, uh, I, I'm saying in two weeks, but they said he was back and forth um, during all those months. And, again, I don't know, you know, I don't know that from what I've been reading and everything on this. But, you know, once he left here, he was down there, okay? And then, like I said, two weeks after, I got a call from one of my friends, and they said, are you watching the news? And I said, no. And they said, you're better because your neighbor just got arrested. <laughs> so I was shocked. I was in shock. I really was. I kind of got very you know, nervous and saying, oh, my God. So, you know, so that's what they're telling me, you know. So how long did you, how long were you neighbors with Keith? I have to say I've owned my place for 20 years, and Keith has been here this time, all that time. So it's been a long time. You know, I never really had any other encounters with this man, never. So in all those 20 years, that that particular evening when he, uh, helped you shovel your snow. You never had any words with him. Never, never. Nope. Okay, so uh, when he asked you, you know, the, he told you he wanted to help you. Did you have any idea what was going on? No, like I said, you know, I don't read newspapers. Our, you know, the neighbors around here. You know, we just all knew something was off. We knew something was off, but didn't know the extent of this. And um, and I think we all were shocked on that living around here. So, I mean, he was written up in the newspaper well before he was arrested. And there was this picture and everything. So none of you, you or any of your neighbors, put all the pieces of the puzzle together and say, hey, this uh, this guy's, like, not really normal, right? No, like I said, I don't read newspapers, and the neighbors I spoke to didn't either, you know, so that's why it was all shocked to all of us here. So it had to be that all the neighbors, and he was able to live his life without interference from anybody. Would you agree? Yes, because from what I was told, and I remember down the years, I used to see cop cars over there. I did used to see that. Um, I never oh. saw anything of it. Because, you know, I said, hey, you know, yeah, what, what's going on? And, you know, and people said, yeah, you know, they have seen, um, you know, cop cars. But, again, we didn't know, you know, we're really not nosy neighbors. Goes to show you, we're really not nosy neighbors here, <laughs> you know, for all this going on under our noses. Right. So all your neighbors, I mean, did you ever have any conversation about any of any of your neighbors about their feelings about what was going on? Well, they again, we all said the same thing. Something was off with him. We didn't know what it was. You know, we always saw him walking, you know, with that one woman, two women, all young, you know, very slim, um, pretty. And, um, you know, he would go into his place there and, you know, I, again, I, it just, it's a, it'll be a mystery to all of us. And I know to me for a long time, whatever ha- went on here. So, um, you know, it, it's something that you, you lived near him for such a long time. And 
once you hit the paper that this or the news that this was mm-hmm. going on, were both you and your neighbors shocked? Yes. Oh, yes, we all were. To this day, we talk about it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, but you said you knew Allison Mack, right? Yes, she was my neighbor for four years. Yep. And did you see her go over to Keith's house at all? Yes. Yep. Uh, yeah, because my backyard, I was, you know, overlook, and she'd come from her place. And, you know, a couple times she was over there running over to him, bringing him a cup of coffee, hugging him. And I, again, said to myself, geez, this is my first impression. I was telling people, I said, wait, she knows him too? You know, I, we didn't put all these pieces together, you know. And I would see him coming out of the, her place too. And, again, we didn't think, you know, uh, anything, you know, um, strange about it. We said, oh, they're just all neighbors. They're friendly, <laughs> you know. I think anybody would feel that way. So did Keith own his house? From what I'm told, he owned it with Karen, and I can't pronounce her last name. Uh, I think they both owned it. And then Pam, his girlfriend that passed away, Karaps, I think because the three of them lived there. They they were both there all these years before she died. Mm -hmm. How many houses in your development was was uh, with Nexium members. Um, you said what that. Told, uh, uh, yes, I was told because I've talked ahead. to you know people that know realtors, and many they bought up a lot of these places because this is what I was told that he loved this community. He loved Nexwood. This is what I was told by a couple people. Wow. So um, you know, I met you when. There was a uh, discussion down at the Times Union building on Wolf Road. And, you know, you and I have been in contact ever since. And, you know, the, his his sentencing kept getting postponed and postponed and postponed. So when the, uh, the sentence finally was imposed on him, were you surprised? Yes, and I tell everybody to this day, I, 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 I was shocked. I thought he was going to get 15 to 20. Uh, and, um, you know, when I heard that, I was at work when I got the news. And, again, I, I was shocked that, you know, he got that, you know, <laughs> that many, um, you know, years. Yep. So once he was sent, sentenced, um, all of your neighbors, there wasn't talk amongst yourselves about the sentence, was there? Yes, they wanted to know my reaction on it. And, again, it's the same thing. You know, I was shocked. And they all said that they were happy that, you know, he's out of here. And that's what everybody feels at this point. All of the Are, are all of the other Nexium members still there? No, no one. Nope, no one. Okay. So they all went their separate ways is what you're telling me? Yep. This is what I was told that, you know, once this started, once he got arrested, everybody was scattering out of here. That's what I was told. And what happened to Allison Mack? Well, she got arrested and she's on house arrest in California. And again, waiting 
for her sentence, her and, um, you know, Lauren and Nancy Salzman. So it'll be interesting. We're waiting for that, especially Allison Mack, since she was a neighbor, you know, lived here for, you know, four years. Now, it seems as though the Brothmans were the ones that bankrolled all of uh, Case Endeavors. Was Were they in your development also? No, I never uh, remember any of them here. No, none of them. Really? Okay. So, do you think that that Keith Ranieri put Clifton Park on the map? To say it, you know, said it this day, and I talk to other people, I really do. I really believe it that, you know, he did. And I think he tainted Knoxwood, and I do, I do feel that, yes. So now that he's in prison, do you think he's going to try to appeal? Oh, I'm pretty sure of it, you know. <laughs> I'm sure of it, I think, yeah. So in, in all the years that he's been there when uh, people have gone to the authorities and nothing was ever done, and this is something that intrigues me living in the Capital District for many years. Why do you think he got away scot-free for so long? And what was the determining factor that caused him to be arrested? That's a good question because, um, you know, people have said that, you know, they knew this was going on. Why did it wait so long? Uh, And, again, that's a question, um, you know, I'm no answer to. I really don't, you know, what went on here, you know. And nobody else did either. Right. Yep. Nobody else. Yep. Yes. Now, now you've seen movies. They've made movies about it uh, on the cable channels, and you've watched Mm -hmm. it. And as you're watching, as you were watching it, did you feel any sense of, oh yeah, I remember this. I can relate to that. Or anything like that. Oh yes, I follow this. I bought every book. I follow this um, with every ounce of life I have in me. And watching all this, now they have um, India, and they've been showing, you know, Knox Woods here a lot. And I was like, where they branded those women right next to me, and it just, it just um, upsets me. It really does. It upsets me that this was going on right next to me, and it, it, I think it would upset anybody, you know. Um, it's just upsetting to see all this, yeah. Now, India is a, the daughter of a Hollywood actress, right? Right, Catherine Oxford, yep. And she was involved in Nexium for a small time, wasn't she? Yes, I guess for years from what she was saying, yeah. And it, it uh, according to her book, it took a lot mm-hmm. to um, get India out and deprogrammed, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Because I even got her book, too, Catherine Oxford. She really did, you know. She um, fought mm-hmm. really hard for her. So in your estimation, oh. I mean, he was sentenced to 120 years, which is, I think, beyond the life sentence. I would, you know, that's my thought. Do you think that um, 
what he did is worthy of such a horrific sentence according to what you've read and seen? You know, that's a good question. Um, I, I, I mean, I, I personally think he deserved, um, you know, uh, at least the 15, 20 years for sure, you know, uh, you know, because what he did to these poor women and what he, you know, did to everybody, it, it just um, heartbreaking, uh, you know, and, um, you know, again, it's just a tough, it's really a tough question, you know, it really is. So from your perspective, were there a lot of men that were involved in Nexium? From what I saw here, I never saw any other men around here. They're telling me there was, you know, but um, not around in, you know, right where all this was going on. There was always women. There was always women. I never saw any uh, men at all around here. And you think that the Brassman's bank rolled everything. Am I correct? That's what I read. Yeah, that's what I read. So, you know, you've seen the the movies and you've read the books. What was the draw? What did he? What was the lore? What what did Keith say to these people, to these young women, that made them drop their whole life and follow Keith Raniere? From what they're saying, you know, that he brainwashed these women and, um, you know, uh, that's what I keep, you know, I read and, you know, talk to people about that, that they just, they wanted to follow him. And he still has followers, I'm told. Still have, you know, the women still following him some. Yeah. How do you think this, how do you think this whole case and this particular man will impact society? Oh, I think big time. I really do. You know, this is this was global. It wasn't just this area. It was every area, you know. And every time you look at the news and everything, and, and more people that I know, you know, um, say to me, they, they couldn't believe the extent of this. They're all in shock, too, that this was going on, you know, from started here, but it went everywhere, everywhere. His name was known. Mm. And the Times Union used to do, stories about him and nothing was ever done to bring him to justice, right? No, that's that's what I'm saying. Like I said, I never read any newspapers, you know, and um, and what people are telling me that they have been trying for years. So it's, I don't know. It's just very strange. Because a lot of people thought yeah. he should have been tried here in Albany County. But, you know, again, that wasn't, you know, Right. Now, you're saying that this will resonate throughout the country. Do you think this will resonate globally? Do you think other countries know about Keith Raniere? From what I'm told, yeah. I'm told Alaska. I'm told, I mean, I'm telling, I'm told that it's around, you know, uh, like you said, global, definitely around the states. Yep. Wow. Wow. Mm. Now, he was right in our backyard, and he went for years and years without being, well, the Times Union covered him, but Mm. for the most part, what he did was 
undetected. Would you agree? Yes. Mm hmm. Yeah. So, the your neighbors once he was sentenced, did you uh, have conversations with them about Keith and the fact that? He'll never set foot in Clifton Park again. Yes, because I've been working, but like the day, you know, um, like today is off, and when I walk, I, you know, neighbors, like I said, you know, we're they all come and ask me, you know, about the whole thing, and they all say they're, they're glad that you know he won't <laughs> ever come back here again. You know, Alice and Mac too, definitely. <laughs> so basically, your neighbors. Haven't really said anything, have they? No, because everybody's keeping quiet around here, from what I'm told. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, what gives you the the gumption, the guts to speak out? Again, that's just my personality. That's just the way I am, you know. Because everybody was, you know, saying, you know, you got to be, you know, um, careful on this, and you know, blah blah blah, and. I just had to do it, you know. I, um, like I said, I'm just really. I just followed this right to the end, and I probably will, you know. And uh, it's just something. Um, I, I, I can't believe it. That's why I'm saying I just still can't believe that this happened in this, you know, nice neighbor, nice neighborhood, a very nice neighborhood. When he he came up to you and talked mm-hmm. to you and helped you shovel, had had he not done that. Would you follow the case as closely as you have? I I didn't get the question now. What was that? Okay. You said uh, right before he left, he helped you shovel. He helped you shovel Mm -hmm. the snow. He had a conversation with you. Had he not done that, would you be following the case as closely as you did? Probably not. I know it for a fact. I, I probably would be interested like everybody else is around here, but I think when I've talked to people and they say, I, 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 the reason I do is because, you know, that he was on my property and, um, you know, and talking to me and talking to me and, you know, it just, it was just so strange. It really was. I've contacted the Times Union. Uh, What's the name of the reporter from the Times Union that's covered him? Bob Gavin. Yeah, he's the one that's followed everything. I contacted Bob Gavin, and I I contacted Tony Natale, who I met the day Mm -hmm. I met you in the Times Union building. But yet nobody Mm -hmm. seems to want to talk about what's going on. What do you think? Yeah, I don't, maybe because of legalities. I don't know what's going on, you know, yeah. Wow. Do you think this is an open and shut case, though? Do you think people no, a, will open? Go ahead. I, that's a good question. You know, I, I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, is it ending? It, will this end it? People have asked me that. Is this it? And you go on, they go on. I do not know anymore. You know, because from what I read, reading now more and more, that, you know, in Mexico, you know, I think it's still going on there. So I do not know. As long as they stay there and they don't come up here. That's all I we ask. And 
it, it's funny because in I I would see the articles in the Times Union, but I never really read them thoroughly. And from what I understand, back in the 80s, Keith was an employee of the Labor Department, and I was also. So I'm sure that there's a possibility of me running into him at that time, which is kind of scary. So, you know, I'm sure in in looking back over the years, uh, once you found out, it had to be pretty frightening for you too, right? I'll tell you right now. Uh, you know, I had I, I tell you, I had nightmares after all this, and because it just again, like I keep thinking about it. What was you know the object that night? Um, and you just kept talking and talking, and I had I had to cut the conversation. I said I got to get in the house. <laughs> you know, he just kept talking. Very friendly, very friendly, nice guy. That's what's so shocking about this. You know. Do you think he had an ulterior motive talking to you that night? Do you think he knew that the that the authorities uh, were closing in on him at that point? Oh, from what I read and heard, yeah, that he knew. That's what I'm, you know, I'm reading and all that. That he knew that you know he was being arrested again. That's what I was told. Hmm. So, other than the book, other than the books that were written and mm-hmm. the movies that have been made, what else do you see coming down the pike related to Nexium? I have no idea. I I don't know because you know they're doing another. The Vow is doing another episode. I guess in January they got renewed, uh, mm-hmm. and um, who knows? Yeah, that that's getting renewed. And who knows? Who else is going to be writing books and stuff? I, I'm sure there's more to come. I, oh, I'm sure of it. There's more to come with this. And do you think now that he's got a uh, a life sentence that come out uh, and talk about what really went on behind closed doors? I don't know. Again, India now is starting to open up after, you know, two years. So, you know, she's telling her side. Right. And it took a long time for her mother to get her to break free of Nexium too, right? Yes, long time. Yeah. Because I was wow. introduced to her by Allison Mack, and she, was, she wouldn't even look at me. Very, very, you know, she put her head down and such a, you know, very, she, was, she didn't say hi to me. Yeah, strange. So uh, what do you think the lesson is for everybody who's following this. What do you mean the lesson? But um I mean what people what can people take away from this? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I know maybe um as far as us in this area be you know, now I notice and I'm gonna be you know very honest with this, we're very I'm very edgy. That if somebody's coming around like in the parking lot you know, we get a lot of traffic here because of what's going on. And if cars stop, I, I'm like right on it. I will go out because after what we went through, we're very more protected now. That is for sure. Wow. So um, you're going to continue to keep, you know, an eye on this story and 
if if it's written or if it's filmed, you'll know exactly what the story is, right? Right. Yes. Oh, yep. I'm okay. going to on this, like I said, every minute. <laughs> okay. So, Linda, help me out with your last name again. Linda Katita? Katita, yes. And, and this is focused on Albany. I'm Cynthia Poole. If you like this show, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Thank you, Linda. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And as this story evolves, I'll do more shows. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day. Bye.